Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Hi, and welcome back to the show. On today's show, we have a very special guest, Jacob Cohen. Jacob is a second generation developer with the Daniels Corporation. And we're going to be talking about Daniel's latest building, which is coming in Regent Park, which is the Bartholomew Condominium and Townhomes. And uh, Jacob's been working uh, on the Regent Park project, all the buildings there, since the very beginning. So he's got a great perspective on everything that's happened there. And when it comes to the Regent Park developments, obviously it's no secret that I'm a big proponent, a big fan of what Daniel's has been doing there. I've purchased... Uh, actually three units myself uh, at three different buildings in Regent Park um, and those are part of my long-term investment portfolio. I'm a big fan of, uh, of the neighborhood. I'm a big fan of the overall plan of what they're doing there and I'm a big believer that uh, the best is yet to come and that the neighborhood when it's all said and done is going to be a really really great neighborhood um, in the heart of downtown. But That being said, not everybody agrees with me. Obviously, a lot of people are still stuck in the belief that Regent Park is not a good area. Regent Park is a bad area to invest in. Regent Park is not a safe area. These kinds of uh, stigmas that are associated with the old Regent Park and the way that it used to be, for some people are still, uh, you know, sticking around and they're still a stumbling block for some people Maybe that's you listening right now, thinking about investing in Regent Park, but you're still thinking about some of those issues. So um, I've got answers for all those questions, and I've shared them many times over many, um, many uh, articles and podcasts and and, uh, many, many, many conversations with clients over the years in Regent Park itself. When they come and see it, they see the change. They understand what's happening there right away when you actually see it with your own eyes. But... I also wanted to hear what Jacob had to say about it and how he addresses some of these concerns. So I did ask him some of those tough questions in the interview. So you want to definitely listen to that. And, um, and of course, learn more about the Bartholomew condo specifically, which is a boutique project, only 159 units in that building and only 30 townhomes. Uh, Very unique product. These townhomes are three-bedroom Uh, three-bathroom townhomes with your own private backyard and your own uh, rooftop terrace, underground parking, and very reasonable maintenance fees. So these these are expected to be very popular and to sell very quickly, as well as the Bartholomew itself, which is only 159 units. And... um, and uh, it's, it's also expected to be um, selling very, very quickly just on the basis of that alone. There's not, not a whole lot of product there. This project is launching right now. If you'd like more information on it, of course, you can always send me an email, andrew at truecondos.com. And for all the show notes on this episode, just head on over to truecondos.com forward slash Jacob, and you'll see all the show notes for this episode. Okay, without any further delay, let's get to my interview with Jacob Cohen from Daniels. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. 
Okay, it's my pleasure to welcome to the show Jacob Cohen. Jacob is the Director of Project Implementation at Daniels. Jacob, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Um, Jacob, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your story, um, your journey, how you how you uh, got started in real estate. Obviously, uh, it's a strong family connection, we know, but uh, why don't you tell us a little bit how, how you came to, to be where you are today? Absolutely, no problem. So... Um Obviously, I was uh, I was lucky enough to have the opportunity to uh, start with the Daniels Corporation right out of university, uh, summer school or summer student, I guess you could say. Uh, I was teaching tennis at the RCYC, and that was my summer job as a 17-year-old. And then uh, I think it was it kind of dawned on me that you know maybe it'd be interesting to get into real estate, and because there is a good family history there, and uh, I was uh, afforded the opportunity, which was amazing, to be able to work for our low-rise team out in Mississauga with our uh, Vice President of Low Rise Development, Don Pugh, and at the time our site super out there, Jerry Giovanoni. So I worked with them as uh, basically a shadow, uh, a laborer, uh, a guy who shoveled dirt, uh, basically whatever they wanted me to do uh, for those first couple years in the summers. Uh, So that would have been when I was 17, 18, and then 19 uh, during my in-between summers from university and uh, had a great experience doing that and working with that low-rise team and sort of seeing that industry, um, I guess, from the, the ground up, I guess, wood frame construction, uh, very different than what I'm involved in now, but it was nice to see it, uh, um, how it was constructed back then. I did a lot of PDIs and um, pre-delivery inspections and that sort of thing with them, so I get, got to see uh, not only the construction side of things, but the, um, also the sort of end result and uh, dealing with homeowners and how that sort of works as well. So a great exposure right off the bat. So I'm curious, just growing up in, uh, you know, in the family you did, like, was it, did you always sort of know that you would end up in the company, that you end up in real estate development, or did you think you were, did you sort of chart your own path for a while, or were you something you're always interested in, or did you develop a passion? I think uh, definitely did not anticipate to be going into it. Definitely took English literature and political science in university, okay. and uh, you know, not the not the typical developer, uh, I right. guess, strain. But um, yeah. uh, after I got a little bit of a taste of it, I said, "This is very cool. This is exciting. Uh, being on the ground at the sort of development level, uh, visioning what projects can be." You know, coming up with how people are going to be living and how communities are going to be built. This was something that all of us, you know, didn't come to me right away as like a, a passion. But I think now I've been with the company full time for nine years. It's been it's become a, a passion and obsession for me that it really is an exciting, um, awesome business to be in. What do you enjoy most about it? Like, what are you most uh, passionate about with what you do? I think about how different it is every single day. Um, I, every single day I'm, I have the ability to come to work and, you know, some days I'm going to be thinking about, you know, unit layouts. Other days I'm going to be think, thinking about um, what's the next great amenity we need to include in our buildings. Um, the next day I may be thinking about community engagement and what's the best way to get the community involved with our condos or uh, exposure to for condos to outside of their, their neighbor, their front doors as well. So I guess it's the ability to really touch on on a bunch of different components on a regular basis. That really, that excites me. How do you see the condo market so far, particularly the downtown condo market? I know obviously we're going to talk about the Bartholomew today, um, but you guys also have another very exciting, huge project coming up, Daniel's Waterfront. 
Um, what are you seeing in the in the downtown condo market this year? I think we're we're very excited about this year and what's coming down the pipe, and at least with our our own products. Um, it comes down to finding great location, and that's that's the the pillar of all real estate. Everyone knows that, but then actually being able to take that and execute it uh, with a development that's going to incorporate um, many different aspects that are going to be interesting to different people. So having the site is one thing, but then having the product that's going to speak to you know your desire, my desire, what people are looking for is a whole other story. And I think that's really what we have coming in the next uh, in the next couple months specifically with the Bartholomew and Regent Park but then down at the waterfront likely this fall um, again it's going to have a little bit of something for everybody uh, you're right I mean I think it comes down to location what's interesting so far this year is there's been very few if any downtown launches right new projects coming onto the market unlike the past couple of years uh, so what uh, wh- what do you see happening moving forward in the in the downtown condo market? I think still there is there is strength um, in the downtown market. I think it is. You're absolutely right. It's definitely slowed. Um, I think there's. A, I think a lot of developers are taking a bit of a step back and maybe looking at some other business opportunities, um, whether it be purpose built rental, uh, whether it be seniors building, whether it be student housing. I think there's a number of avenues that people are kind of exploring to say, you know, if the condo market doesn't keep going at its pace, which it doesn't look like it is right now, but, um, you know, should they be exploring other endeavors? And I think that may have led to some of the the bit of the slowdown this year that people are kind of just taking a bit of a, uh, you know, taking a little bit more trepidation in terms of what they're bringing forward to the market and making sure they're bringing something that they're very confident in. Mm. Uh, We're very confident in what we're bringing uh, to the market because we think it's so very unique, but, um, it, it comes down to where downtown are you going to be? Are yeah. you going to be looking to locate? How much of it is the lack of new launches this year? How much of it is just the reality of the, the, the maturing city? And there's just the sites are becoming harder and harder to to find. There's nothing that there's no land to buy. No there's qu- no parking lots left. There's no cheap. You know, there's no low hanging fruit. It's a it's a very very good point. I think it's. Uh, being creative though it's being creative with the sites that you do have you're absolutely right it's um it's a challenge you can't just stumble upon that beautiful corner lot um um, that's right on the streetcar line or right on the subway line those just don't really come up anymore um because everyone has tried to tackle those and have um you know have done a great job in doing so but i think um people need to be creative with infill development and that's what we're definitely trying to do as well um it doesn't need to be a monster site it doesn't need to be something the size of the waterfront mm-hmm. uh, but people need to look at infill and people need to be considering module construction um where you don't have a lot of room on either side and you know maybe concrete doesn't make a lot of sense and mm-hmm. maybe you can do a different type of build so i think there's going to be a little bit of an exploration in terms of how people are doing their construction over the next couple of years it may evolve and may help some of those infill sites start to start to f- pop up again interesting let's uh shift gears to region park here i want to talk obviously about the bartholomew but um for those people who aren't familiar with what's happening in region park what has happened um maybe you could give us as if possible sort of a brief history of daniels and the revitalization of region park here so when did it begin? Where are we at now in the cycle? And when is it, uh, you know, when is it all going to be done, like in terms of the whole neighborhood? Absolutely. So right now, I would say we were at about the 
um, seven and a half to eight year mark of, of the overall revitalization. Um, it was originally scheduled to be approximately 15 years. That was the original outset of what everyone talked about. It was going to be a six phase, 15 year program. Uh, that involved taking down uh, all of the existing Toronto community housing buildings, um, replacing those with new Toronto community housing rental buildings, but then also um, putting in an influx of regular market-driven condo buildings as well. So we are now uh, seven and a half to eight years into that program. Um, we've successfully launched um, four, sorry, five condo buildings in Regent Park. Uh, the Bartholomew will be, I guess, the sorry, will be the fifth. Um, it is, uh, I guess it's a, an ex- exciting time for Regent Park because the amenities around the neighborhood here are really starting to, uh, to flourish. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with the neighborhood, um, it used to be a very challenging, uh, highly stigmatized uh, ghetto area where not a lot of people would come in. Um, um, not a lot of through traffic happened in this neighborhood. Um, the streets were cut off from the rest of the city, and it really was kind of an isolated pocket in its own right. Part of the revitalization has taken all of those um I guess, challenges and remove them, uh, adding in new streets, adding in new open park space, adding in local community amenities such as uh, an aquatic center, such as a new arts and cultural center, uh, such as brand new community centers as well. Um, All of these things are helping to bring from what Regent Park was to bring it up to to something where it would be a very highly sought after destination uh, to live in the city because of its proximity to downtown, literally a 10 minute maybe a seven-minute drive from the Eaton Centre um, and uh, very close to all local amenities in the downtown core. So it's a, it's a, it's a definitely a neighbourhood that's up and coming. It's on the rise. And uh, we think that our next project, which is called the Bartholomew, um, it's really going to speak to people who are looking to be um, very close to downtown, um, have a downtown mentality, but also don't necessarily want to live in a stretching high-rise condo 50 stories up in the air. Mm-hmm. It's much more of a boutique-style building that will speak to those uh, characteristics that I think people may be a little bit more attracted to now. And speaking of amenities, uh, I don't know if you can comment. I think it's all public knowledge now uh, about the two big uh, additions to the neighborhood recently um, in the One Park Place building itself, which is the most recently completed building, One Park Place. Can you comment, tell everybody what those two things are? Hopefully you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And we're on the same page. We are. Uh, I can, Very exciting uh, addition to the neighborhood. I can speak to one of the two, or else uh, if I speak to the second one, I will will have a gag order come and and come get me. Until they are ready to open, we cannot speak about it, but it makes it that much more exciting. The one I can speak about is on the ground floor of One Park Place, North. uh, Brand new Shoppers Drug Mart uh, national brand will be going into uh, the base of One Park Place, North. Very exciting. A long time in the making. A lot of... uh, uh, discussions and negotiations to get them here, bring them to Regent Park. Um, Daniels has always felt that having great commercial brand recognition and brand involvement um, is crucial to the revitalization. Um, it's one thing to have condos. It's one thing to have rental. You need good retail partners to be part of the neighborhood to really see it flourish and become something. Uh, having shoppers sign on and be part of that and be opening, uh, call it this fall is what we're kind of targeting, um, is is extremely exciting. And, and I think 
think a lot of the people who have bought into the neighborhood in the previous couple phases and condo buildings um, are really thrilled to see this happen as well. Uh, the second one uh, component is will be a health center, um, you know, to be discussed, I guess, at a later date. We'll get you next time. But it's uh, a, a very exciting amenity that will be added um, in the health services sector uh, with a great brand name as well. And uh, again, we'll bring more people, um, more um, interest, uh, more involvement to the Region Park neighborhood, specifically to the Muse where it's going to have its direct access, which is the central heart um, and the central sort of artery in the Region Park neighborhood. Right, right. And I, I think it's important note for people to understand, too, like when they come to Region Park today and they, they see it as it is, I mean, the, the changes are happening so rapidly and, and just the addition of those two things alone in that one building alone and right in the center of the community are just like you said going to bring so much traffic foot traffic people working here people spending money here um as well as just making you know one park place certainly a a very attractive building to own to uh invest in to rent in to live in um, when you've got those sorts of amenities especially at the shoppers drug mart uh, you know i think it's about five thousand square feet uh, is that correct? Five thousand square uh, feet, slightly larger, but yes, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, right in your building. Yes. Um, that's that's just a, a huge win for everybody who's already bought here, and it's a great thing to look forward to for the people who are thinking about buying here as well. It's 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 wonderful. It's um, I think we ha- heard a lot of feedback from people who've bought into the neighborhood so far who have who have said and are and are looking for more animation. They're looking for um, the the next wave of commercial to be coming in as well. So um, we're not kind of going to rest on our laurels here. And yes, we landed the shoppers. That's wonderful. We have a couple of other retail spaces still to uh, uh, lease out. We're not just leasing them out to um, any average um, retailer. Um, we're being very specific about who we want to find, who we want to put in here. It takes more time as a result. Um, it means there's not instant gratification for the people who are living in the building, but right. we want to find the right mix of tenants that will really animate the spaces and, and make it become something very special. And it's also it's also a great point. Like when you're, as a developer, uh, who, you've been here for five buildings, six, five, six buildings already, six, seven years already, and you know your plan is to be here through to the end another you know five ten years at least uh you see the big picture you're you know when you pick a retailer to go in you're not just like most developers who you just do one building and and you're in and you're out and you don't really care you throw a dry cleaner in there and wash your hands of it uh you understand that you know the 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 the, the retail partners you choose to go in those especially those prime spaces right on the, the main streets is so important to the overall um, health and well-being and, and uh, growth of the whole neighborhood as a whole and how it one thing fits into the whole picture. It's, it's crucial. It's absolutely crucial to have that and have that connection um, for people that they, um, that they have a multitude of amenities, not only in their buildings, but then also in the retail components as well. So it's been a major focus for us and uh, a major challenge as well because it's a, a learning experience. Um, you know, we are not commercial developers by any stretch. Um, we started including commercial uh, spaces at the bases of our buildings uh, a number of years ago, starting out in Mississauga, um, and a function of because of the way the buildings were designed, you you had this extra space that couldn't be converted into residential. 
skill and what were you going to do for, do with it? Uh, you didn't want to just make it amenity because kind of a waste when it comes down to it, not the best type of amenity for a ground floor. So we really turned to these, uh, you know, mixed use buildings and, and I guess the commercial and retail components have really become part of our, our brand and part of what we do now in all of our high rise construction. Very interesting. Um, let's let's talk about the Bartholomew. You, you mentioned it a little bit, but what's unique about this project? What are you excited about? What can people look forward to in this building uh, compared to how does it compare it to everything else? I'm so I'm so excited about this building. It's <laughs> no, this is your baby. <laughs> I can't even I can't even contain myself. No, it's uh, it's it's thrilling because. Um, it's a 13-story building. It's a boutique-style building, uh, 159 units in it. Um, very. It's akin to we had a building a couple years ago called One Park Plate, One Park West. Sorry, I get my parks mixed up. Uh, One Park West, which is a similar size building. Again, there's something to be said about the smaller uh, mid-rise-style buildings that just have uh, a different level of sophistication, of architecture, of design, of just overall look. Uh, I, I really just find that it lends itself to you know higher resale values uh, it lends itself to just uh, more of an exclusive feeling 159 units of, in a building of this size it's it's fantastic there's a great mix of units there's no question in this building uh, small studios up to mid-range two bedrooms in the 850 to 900 range um, but I think it is the the scale of it that makes it so exciting um, over and above that there are 30 townhomes that are part of the overall Bartholomew package, which sit on a shared garage, uh, one level of underground garage, um, and they're part of the overall 13-story condo. Um, these townhouses, I, f I think, are so unique and so special. Um, I really think they're going to be very desirable. They are um, uh, 1,360 square feet, plus or minus, uh, three true bedrooms, uh, and a backyard. Uh, backyard space how you know where can you get that um, 10 minutes from downtown um, in a new build scenario it's it's such a unique offering um, that we're we're thrilled about what they're gonna be what they're gonna be doing very exciting and I know um, not part of this release but a, a very soon after release you have a, a small collection of even bigger townhomes uh, the, called the Sutton Sutton towns or Sutton collection tell us can you tell us about those and when I know that's coming up later, but when is that this year or when, when are those going to be launched? Yeah, we do hope that those will be later this fall. Um, they are called the Sutton Collection. You're absolutely right. Um, the amount, the number of them that we're going to have is still to be determined. We're working through the site plan as we speak. Uh, but those are, again, are going to be a very unique offering in that they will be um, larger, um, closer to 2,400 square foot units, um, real true family style um, um, homes. And I, again, I'll have more details on that as we sort of flush them out in the next in the next couple months. But um, the Bartholomew uh, towns are a nice, I think I'd call it a more uh, starter townhome product right. um, for people that are maybe first time, could be first time buyer for a young family, uh, young professionals. I've had a ton of interest and talked to a ton of people who are really, they're thinking about a family, they're thinking about kids, they're maybe in their late 20s, early 30s, um, they've been living with mom and dad or they've been renting for a while, they're ready to make that that move and they don't necessarily want to live in a condo and they like the idea of having a little bit extra space um, but not having to spend the kind of dollars of having to buy a house in Riverside or Leslieville 
enter into those sort of bidding war situations yeah. and or cabbage town or cabbage uh, town. 100 meters away absolutely right <laughs> you're completely exactly yeah. where those homes are upwards of over a million so yeah. um, it's very exciting uh, in terms of what uh, the type of demographic that I think is going to be attracted to the townhomes but also the mid-rise as well because of its unique characteristics mm-hmm. um what uh, uh, Bartholomew is going to be completed, I guess, in in about two years occupancy. That's correct. About two years time. Yes. Can you paint us a picture like uh, all the things that are happening? What between now and when the Bartho- Bartholomew is going to be finished and people start moving in? What are the additions? What are the th- what are the changes that you're expecting to be completed in the neighborhood between now and and two years from now? Probably the most exciting thing will be the new Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment uh, Athletic Grounds, um, which are which is from the Bartholomew. You could throw a stone almost and hit it. Uh, just down the street, it's at the corner of River and Shooter, and that will be. It's starting to be under construction this uh, this spring, looking to be completed actually by the. Um, we're calling it winter of 2015, so it may take all the way until uh, the end of the year. Um, but then opening up next spring will be this brand new athletic fields, which will consist of uh, soccer and cricket pitch, convertible cricket pitch. Um, will consist of a refurbished hockey rink and um, change facility, which has already been completed. Um, and then also an addition of a new brand new basketball court, um, a running track, uh, some outdoor workout equipment, um, a nice landscaped area. This is going to be a great hangout and a great amenity for, uh, I would say, not just people who are buying in Region Park, but the people looking to uh, engage in Toronto sports and social scenes, uh, looking to engage in intramural sporting. We've already been, uh, people from Ryerson and George Brown have reached out about use of the facility, use of the space. Um, and then also the space will be used for uh, the community specifically, and there'll be hours dedicated just to the community where they can use it um, on the key times that they're going to want to need it. So that is a that is an incredible amenity that's being added as we speak that's not, not there yet. Yeah, not too many soccer fields being built downtown Toronto these days. <laughs> it's a lot of land. Yeah, not it's, too many people can say, yeah, uh, right beside my new condo is a brand new soccer field going in and, and basketball and hockey rink. I mean, it's... Again, people, I think when you stop and think about the uniqueness uh, of Regent Park and what it has to offer in, in terms of getting into a master plan community like this where you, you, you thought out all these details, uh, it's not, you're not just buying into one building, you're buying into a whole community that's really being thought out over, over you know, 15, 20-year period very exciting for buyers we had to have a very willing and understanding uh, and cooperative partner and we had that in Toronto community housing as well Um, this where the athletic grounds were um, previously that was not what they were supposed to be this was a a vision that we had um, very early on in the master planning um, and we had to move density around we had to take height in that location move it to other locations we had to move some buildings um, that would be going up in that location to other locations in later in the phases um, but we felt that it was so important to have this type of sporting activity and sporting athletic facil- facility in Region Park mm-hmm. that it had to be done but our, our, our partners willing partners in Toronto Community Housing bought into that notion have been behind um, the supporting and supporting MLSC on the design and on the programming of that space and they've really done a, a great job so I, I got to hand it to them for um, being with us all the way along on that uh, on that planning that's great. So, other than the athletic grounds, what else is going? What else is coming up over the next couple of years? 
Um, it's exciting also, there'll be a new facility, um, which is the new community center, which is uh, being built as we speak, which is just at the corner of Sackville and, um, and uh, Shooter. Uh, that is under construction right now. Um, this new community center will replace an older community center that was built in the, I think in the mid seventies. Um, and this new one is gonna have, uh, again, indoor, f- indoor basketball facilities, uh, indoor workout, uh, indoor climbing space, um, it's going to have multi-use recreational facilities. Um, it's going to really have a lot of different community-related amenities that people are, I think, are looking for. And it's right there, and it's brand new, and it's going to look, uh, it's going to look beautiful as well. And from an architectural standpoint, too, um, it really it fits in nicely with the rest of the uh, design of the neighborhood. So that's coming, which is great. Um, and then we have phase three coming down the pipe, which is which is still in its design development phase, but phase three is. Uh, fast approaching now and we're thinking about um, the next wave of, of condo buildings we're thinking about the next wave of rental buildings that we want to be adding we're thinking about introdu- introducing uh, seniors buildings um, and and adding that to the mix of of uh, the dynamic in this neighborhood as well because I think it again there's a lot of opportunity here there's a lot of existing amenities here that can really uh, be tapped into that I think mm-hmm. will 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 uh, people are attracted to in a lot of the different demographics one of the things that you become famous for here in Regent Park and big reason for the success has been your uh, legendary deposit program, your, your gradual deposit program. Can you tell us what that is and, and will it be available on the Bartholomew? It, it absolutely will be. So it's, um, it's a 5% deposit program, which is... Uh, I don't know, legendary, that's very nice of you. But it's, no, it's, uh, it's, a, great, it's a great program where... Uh, you can buy uh, one of the Bartholomew uh, townhouses or one of the mid-rises for 5% down only. Um, you can do it either one of two ways. You could do it with a uh, gradual $1,000 a month until you reached your 5%, which is almost like paying, call it your monthly rent on a regular basis until um, you get to your 5%, and then that's it until your until occupancy. Or you could pay it uh, after 30 days. You put your deposit down when you sell and when you sign, and then you uh, can pay your five percent in one shot if if that works for you as well so it it provides i think flexibility to these first-time buyers to people who maybe have not put away uh the big uh you know stash of cash people who don't have a hundred grand just lying around (laughs) i guess that's what it is (laughs) exactly correct so so i think it's it it speaks to a lot of people and i think a lot of people really do uh want to utilize it so everyone asks me the same thing and i'll ask you uh there's got to be a catch. It seems too good to be true. Is that really it? You just have to pay $1,000 a month, as you said, until you hit 5%. And is that's it? There's nothing more required? There's no conditions? You have to be a first-time buyer? What's the catch? No, there's no there's no catch, which is which is the great part about it. It's uh, you, Obviously, you'll need to go get mortgage pre-approval, um, which is something that you can do with one of our uh, the, our partner banks that we work with. Um, and they're very familiar with, uh, with this program. And we recommend that the people who are coming to look at the Bartholomew or any of the projects in Regent Park that we're going to be selling that they they work with our banks that we have great relationships with because they understand the programs that we're bringing to the table the under they understand the five percent offer that we're providing and, and they can help people get there and, and show them that there's no loopholes that this is actually how it how it really works so um, we recommend people to do that ahead of time uh, get pre-approved um, and then come in and 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 choose what makes the most sense for you. So just from a, I mean, another, just a technical question uh, that people also ask me quite a bit is how are, how is Daniels able to do the 5% um, just from a financing perspective when, you know, 
every other builder in town uh, requires the usual 15 or 20 percent on a pre-construction project. Um, maybe you can take us behind the scenes, behind the curtain a little bit, and, and uh, I don't know, without giving away any secrets, but uh, how is Daniels able to, to pull it off? Well, I can't give away all our trade secrets because, <laughs> because that would be, I'd get in a lot of trouble for that. But what I can say is um, I think we have a very proven, uh, a well-proven track record. We have great relationships with our financing partners, with our bank partners. Um, they trust what we're bringing to the table. They believe in Regent Park and the neighborhood and the people who are buying here. Um, and they believe um, in what we're going to be delivering in the end. Um, so I guess all of those factors contribute to us being able to leverage that experience what we've done in the past to being able to offer um, what maybe others can't. Um, yeah. Any further details, I'd be giving away too much. I apologize. <laughs> no, but it is, it's really hard to overemphasize how unique it is and how amazing of an opportunity it is for purchasers, for investors as well, to be able to purchase into a pre-construction project with only 5% deposit. Very exciting. I think, you know, that's one of the reasons why, uh, you know, the, the Region Park has been such a huge success and I'm sure why Bartholomew and the townhomes will sell out very, very quickly. Um, let's uh, maybe, if you don't mind, put you in the hot seat a little bit. And uh, again, Regent Park, obviously, as you mentioned, it, it has a long history. It has a lot of stigma attached to it in the eyes of some people still. Um, so I'm going to ask you, if you don't mind, some of the tough questions that buyers and investors ask me all the time. And I'd just love to hear your take on sort of the common uh, objections you might say to people who are maybe still on the fence about Regent Park or about investing here. Um, I always say, you know, come on down and just take a look at it and you'll, you'll be convinced right away. But a lot of people, they just haven't been here yet. They haven't seen what's happening. They don't, they don't have a sense of, of, of the scale of the, the change. But, um, so I'll just, uh, I'll just ask you the first one and see what you have to say. Regent Park is not a safe area. I think that, um, there are many, um, challenging areas in the city no matter where you are um region park has had its challenges there's no question i think with the demolition of the existing uh, rental buildings that are that are happening um, in the revitalization um, those buildings are coming down the lack of eyes on the street um, is completely changing now with a new um architectural design and a focus on making sure there's lots of people out and lots of people looking out on the streets and not these pockets anymore of, of quiet areas that no one can get get into or get out of. Um, you know, does it still have its challenges? Absolutely does. There's no question. Um, is that changing every single day and getting better? It absolutely is. Um, Regent Park is a bad area for investment or I don't want to invest in Regent Park. It's you know, I should invest somewhere else. Regent Park's not a good investment. You're crazy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no, no. So really, uh, I hear that one a lot. There's no question. Um, but uh, I, I ask them to look at uh, price per square foot um, anywhere else in the city and stack that up against what we have here and the amenities that we have here, um, community amenities, local amenities, um, building amenities in terms of what you're going to be getting in terms of a quality of product and look at that price per square foot and stack that against anywhere else and tell me it's not a good investment. I feel like I'm looking at them into the mirror here. Um, <laughs> I don't want to live where there's subsidized rental housing. 
that's also a great one and and it's one that that uh, I think we hear less of now uh, I think we heard that a lot more in phase one um, maybe the la- uh, latter part of phase one early phase two um, I think now uh, the way we're, l- we're looking at the design of the buildings the way we are um, really you know I guess holding Toronto community housing's feet to the fire in terms of how they maintain their buildings knowing that these things are going to be existing and coexisting with regular market condos for years to come we are really pushing to have these buildings coexist and and be maintained to a higher level of satisfaction than, than what they were in the past and I got to say Toronto community housing has stepped up uh, in their ability to uh, respond to you know, keep uh, garbage off the streets. Um, or if we, if they don't, then we tell them that we're picking it up and, and you know, we're going to all pay for it. So I think, um, you know, it has come a long way in terms of uh, people not being comfortable living next to uh, rental housing. But there's rental housing everywhere in the city and now you're living next to brand new rental housing um, that is architecturally stunning in a lot of cases. Um, our partners, they spend a lot of time thinking about the architects they select. Um, and the design of those buildings and they make them um, you know not only meet their needs from a a unit and a layout standpoint but then outside visually they want them to be stand the test of time as well Uh, when people see the prices they often say well the quality must be low here because the prices are just too good Uh, we will not and I mean we Daniels will not jeopardize our quality uh, it's been uh, it's what we hang our hat on it's what we um, it's what we have repeat clients it's what how we have repeat clients it's how we have repeat platinum agents who continue to sell for us time and time again um, because they know that the quality that they're going to be getting when they buy a Daniel's home is going to be at the top of the market and if it's not at the top of the market they're going to tell us and we're going to do something about it um, we are never a company to uh, not take feedback and not get better and not learn. So I think uh, people who have bought from us or have heard, um, our reputation is everything to us. So uh, maintaining that is extremely important. And when you're buying in, in Daniels and you're buying in Regent Park, you're getting as good a quality as if you'd be buying a $2 million home in Oakville. And last one here, Regent Park is not downtown enough. It's it's too far away from downtown um i guess uh <laughs> it's uh where are you trying to go downtown uh, i'm not too sure if you're if you're going to liberty village or if you work in queen west yeah maybe it's a little far if you're going to young and young and queen bay and queen uh the financial district uh you are a streetcar away uh dundas street queen street king street um, you can walk to those within two minutes from Regent Park, or you can take a bike along Shooter, and you can be downtown in absolutely no time flat. So, um, yes, you're not living at uh, King and John, um, but you are uh, ten minutes away from King and John. That's great, um, Jacob. Anything else you want to add about uh, Regent Park or about the Bartholomew? Anything we haven't covered that you want to make sure people know about? Uh, I think there's, uh, with the Bartholomew specifically, um, I, I did mention about the, the um, aesthetic features in terms of the building itself. Um, the amenity program we're very proud of as well. Um, one thing we hang our hat on there is um, we have garden plots, um, which has been a major um, 
feature for us in our buildings in Regent Park because we know that people like to get their hands dirty and they like to live in condos, but then they also like to have access to outdoor space and uh, get involved in garden committees and get involved in growing uh, groups. And we find that that's a great community building initiative. And um, we've brought that into the central courtyard that's found in between the townhouse units and the mid-rise building in this development. And I think it's going to be a, a great feature that I think people are, are really going to be attracted to. And, and if they're thinking about uh, buying, thinking about uh, the amenity space, it's just a very unique one that I think is special to Regent Park and to this building for sure. That's great. Thanks a lot, Jacob, for your time. Really appreciate it. And hopefully we can have you again on the show soon. Thanks for having me. Hey, there you have it. That was my interview with Jacob Cohen of the Daniels Corporation. I hope you enjoyed that. And especially if you are just catching on the Regent Park uh, wave, you're just figuring out what's happening in that neighborhood, you're just learning about it. I hope that you got a lot out of that and I hope that you understand a little bit better of what is happening there. And of course, I'd like to invite you for a tour of the neighborhood. So whether you're listening to this now, um, spring of 2015, or maybe you're listening to this sometime um, else in the future or, or whatever, then uh, happy to take you on a tour of the neighborhood, show you around and show you firsthand what's happening there. I'm a big fan of the neighborhood. As I mentioned, I've got several units there myself, and I always find it the best way for people to understand the change and the revitalization and the scale of everything that's happening is to come down and see it for themselves. Okay, that's, uh, that's it for this episode. Once again, for the show notes on this episode, links to download the investor package for the Bartholomew condos, just head on over to truecondos.com forward slash Jacob, and you will find everything you need to have there. Thank you very much, and until next time, have a great week. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.